week's episode of Faster Masters Rowing Radio. Grab a seat at the table as Masters Rowing coaches Marlene Royal and Rebecca Caro share their biggest secrets on how to unleash your hidden potential and plot a new course for real results on the water and off. Now, on to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Faster Masters Rowing Radio. I'm Rebecca Caro, and I'm joined by Marlene Royal. Hello, Rebecca, and hello to our Faster Masters. Today, we are continuing our series on head racing, and this time we're going to be focusing on how to choose the right head race, how to build up to your big event, and how to plan your race execution in the broadest sense. So let's get going. Head racing season. People tend to think of the big event, don't they, first, Marlene? So Yeah, yeah, but you have to build up to the big event, right, which requires a little bit of practice. So a lot of people have a bucket list thing. They say, I want to do, and they name a really big event, and they know that they really want to do it because it's really exciting. It's really fun going to an event where, like in London, 300 women's eights all racing simultaneously it's a fantastic feeling it's very exciting you know the perils are all there the opportunities are all there but before you even put that down on paper there are things you need to do first yeah I definitely agree and and it also depends on how much experience you have doing head races if if you're new to racing and this is your first season entering some head races you know you want to look at okay how do i choose how do i choose my races and i think for someone who is new to head racing look at um are there races that are happening locally that you could go to um just in a day without an overnight trip are there races nearby that have relatively uncomplicated courses and pretty reliable water so that you know, you know, you have to focus on getting to the race and the process of, of um, getting organized at the regatta and getting your boat on the water, but you know that you can kind of focus, you can focus on the race because it's not, not going to be a super difficult course or super challenging um, whereas if you're a more experienced person, depending on your end goal, whatever regatta that may be, you know, you may want to look at what races can I go to that are really going to help me perform better in my peak, peak event. And so you may want to choose some races that might require an overnight trip that might have a little bit more challenging conditions or has the competition that you might be racing against in your, in your peak event. So conditions, competition, and uh, steering. Yeah, the race yeah, yeah, I would say complexity of the course for sure, because that might be, are, is it on a lake? Is it on a river? Um, you know, what types of things do you have to consider mm. in your in your lead up that would help you in your peak event. So I'm going to suggest that you start by consulting the regatta calendar where you live. 
And if you're in the UK, most of you probably know David Bidolf's rowing calendar. So he's been compiling just a fantastic calendar for years and years and years. And here's the 2023 one. It's bidolf.org.uk forward slash 2023cal.htm. And month by month, he has lists of events and links to their website. He has live results, final results, provisional results, different days for each regatta. And each of them have colored fluoro flashes that say pink if they're changed, green if they're updated, yellow if they're new. And you can go and look at all of these and work out which ones are close to where you live. He also has some local ones for different parts of the country. If you're in the US, you probably will be looking at Regatta Central and also Row 2K has a very good um, events calendar. In New Zealand, we have Row IT. What do you use in Canada? I think all the races are listed on the Rowing Canada Aviron website. Um, as far as I know, there is not an independent calendar. Um, many, many Canadian regattas actually use Regatta Central as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the purpose of checking the calendar is because very few of us are good enough at racing just to do the one big event. What we need to do is to build up to it by having some preparatory events where we can test ourselves out. Even if you've been rowing for years, you can always, uh, it always serves to have a bit of a reminder, whether it's about steering, whether it's about your fitness, whether it's about your race craft skills. Can you remember how to do all of these things? Can you actually do them as opposed to just remember how to do them? So it's advised to work back from the date of your big event and see if you can get a race or a race event or a race simulation or a private match every two to three weeks between now and your big event. So the calendar is pretty useful. So what should people be looking for, Marlene? Well, I think you want to look for you want to look for well-spaced events, first of all, because as you say, um, Two to three weeks is a nice um, period of time before races. And, you know, you have to you have to consider what works for you individually and and where are you in terms of age and your ability to recover. So there are athletes I know who once they are leading up to a big event for three or four weeks, they like to race every single weekend. Um, I personally think that's a lot, but there are people who feel like, nope, this keeps me on track. I know that every Saturday I'm going to a race and this is, this is going to help them. Mm -hmm. Other people prefer, uh, as Rebecca mentioned, every two to three weeks, because you also have to consider the preparation of your equipment, the travel time. The, the organization and, you know, there is something to be said for, yeah, we have to load and unload boats and we have to take care of all rigging and all of this extra time that goes around racing this event. So if you're racing in a team boat and you're trailering boats, yeah. there is time required to load the trailer and unload the trailer. If you're a single scholar, you still have to plan this 
time. And depending how busy your personal life is, that may fit in really easily or, or may not fit in easily. But I do think it's important to, to try to plan one or two away from home races if you are traveling away to your, to your peak event, because it is different from doing a time trial at home. And a doing even doing a time trial at home is different from a regular practice because you do have to go through how you feel the night before. What do you eat? When do you go to bed? What if you're a little bit nervous and you don't sleep that well and you know you have to get up at a certain time to get ready to get to the race course? These are all factors that come into play with a... Mm a real competition that you don't necessarily feel when you're doing a time trial at home. And, yeah. and I think it is important, especially if you have not been racing for a long time to go through that, that procedure. Um, there, there was one point in my life some years ago when I hadn't raced for quite a number of years. And then I went back into full-time competition. And I had not been racing probably for about 10 years. And I just chose a whole series of summer head races that were held in Maine. They were pretty low key regattas, but I had to, from where I lived, I had to travel to those races. I had to organize the trips. Um, I had to get ready to race the next day. And I went through this procedure five or six times during the summer just to get ready to go back to the head of the Charles that fall because I hadn't been racing for a long time and I had been training, but you know, the nerves and how you feel when you're actually driving mm. to the competition and checking into the hotel and having your evening meal and getting ready to get up in the morning at a certain time to go deload and rig your boat. You know, it's, it's a different process. And, and it, I think it's important if you've been away from racing to go to do that. And even if you race every year, again, familiarize yourself with the steps you need to take mm -hmm. so that you're, you know, you've got a solid routine for when you go to your, your big race. So that all falls under the banner of race execution. There is a lot more to it than just getting to the start line and doing the race. Um, do make a list. Uh, we were very fond of checklists. Um, Work out what it's going to take, what you need to do. And then as you do it, improve your list as you go along. So little things that you did and you think I could do that a little differently or this didn't work or whatever it is. I went to a regatta a couple of weeks ago and I generally have a note on my phone that has the race time what my lane number, my bow alpha and lane number are, what the actual boat is. So I know what I'm racing in. Um, you know, this is the women's quad and we're rowing in this boat and we have these oars. And those are really useful for me. And I was um, involved in running the regatta as well as racing. And I relied on the whiteboard that we use as a club. We have a whiteboard which has kind of everything on it. And I was helping the lady, you know, write all of that stuff down, but for everybody. And as a result, I didn't do it for myself. Oh, Nothing bad happened. But I did feel like I had undermined my ability to perform mm. well. 
Yeah. Because when I look at it, I, I, you know, this is going to be an hour before the race. This is what I'm going to do then. This is what I'm going to do it, you know. And it was a different thing, and I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to yeah. go back to my, oh. my notes. <laughs> well, I can, I mean, I can see how that, that's sort of like your trusted system, right? And, and even though, you know, here's a situation where you're, you're functioning on two different organizational levels, the organizational level of your club and the organizational level of your own races. And having that note that tells you, mm. you know, taking, taking that 10 minutes mm. to write that down so that all you've got to do is say, oh, I've got to double check this. And you know, that's your trusted system. Um, mm. I think that's really important. And each person needs to figure out what, you know, what is your trusted system? Is it a piece of paper that you write down your, what's going to happen two, two hours up to the race? Is it mm. what happens at race day if you're changing boats and crews? So, mm. um, you know, that takes a lot of stress off of you because you yeah. have a reliable timetable. Yeah, precisely. So quick reminder to everybody, we recommend this book by Carlo Zezza. It's called Winning Head Races. It's in print. It's on Amazon. You can all go and get it. Um, it's a worthwhile read. It's very detailed, but it has something for everybody in it. And that's, you know, just I took it with me when I went down to um, the regatta because the day after the regatta, we did a head race as well. Um I got a lot of blisters. Oh, dear. Yes. <laughs> Not pretty. <laughs> I had to go pumice my hands down before I went into work so that when I shook hands with people, they didn't feel the calluses. <laughs> so quick recap. When you're checking your regatta calendar, look for races of similar length and, and distance and, you know, the amount of challenge you want in terms of steering and marshalling and getting there and trailering and all the other bits and pieces. Um, if you're doing races at home, simulated races, you can simulate it very much like a regatta. You can say, we're all going to wear our race uniforms. We're all going to meet, you know, two hours beforehand and we're going to maybe not rig the boat, but we're going to check the boat over and we're going to go and do a run warm up and we're going to not use ergs to warm up or, or whatever it is. Um, try and see if you can get another a crew or a local club to come race you. So even if you're not going to be doing an exact, um, you know, mm -hmm. linear race that's the same as your big event, um, you could do it on your local lake or river, even if you have to include a turn that isn't won't be there in the big event. Get another crew to chase you who's a similar speed, you know, invite them to come over to your club or find another crew in your own club who can help you with this. Um, all of these things are going to be really, really worthwhile in getting you in the zone and practicing the things that go well and the things that don't go well for you. And next week we're going to be talking about race plans and I've specifically put improving race plans, but there's more to it than just that, isn't there? Yes, there is. I mean, A, you have to, we'll give our, our listeners time between now and next week. Think about your race. Think uh -huh. about what you need to, what do you need to focus on to row your best race? And, and what are some of the, you know, what do you feel your strengths are right now? And what do you feel 
needs to improve and think about those improvement points and how you can build them into your race plan so that you not only practice that in your race, but you start to include those elements in your day-to-day workouts. And that's one of the things we do do in our Faster Masters training programs is we build skills into the workouts because I think that is something extremely important that yes, maybe you're doing a 10 minute piece, but in this 10 minute piece, you're focusing on X, Y, Z, and you're focusing on certain points that are going to help you build your skills to race better. So that is definitely something that we build into our programs. It's not just go row 10 minutes at, you know, this stroke rate. It's also develop these skills. So for our listeners between now and next week, you know, think about what do you feel you're good at and what do you feel you need to keep improving for that peak race? We'll see you next week. You're part of the Rowing Chat Podcast Network. Please tell your rowing friends about the show. And if you've learned just one helpful thing from today's episode, please consider supporting the show for as little as $1 per month by visiting fastermastersrowing.com forward slash podcast.